this is a song that you know you said is perfect for Valentine's Day, and it is perfect for a Lou Reed Valentine's Day. In that, um, what that means is it's a song that is uh, about every aspect of life. Um, mm-hmm. it, it takes place <laughs> in the real world where uh, where things go wrong. And I think it's a better love song for the way that it uh, acknowledges uh, the pitfalls and uh, risks in a relationship. Yeah. As Lou says in the song itself, I can't live up to this. I'm good for just a kiss, not legendary love. Yeah. Romeo, a oh, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? He's in a car or at a bar or churning his blood with an impure drug. He's in the past. And seemingly lost forever. Reminds me of Romeo had Juliet. And Juliet had a Romeo. And Romeo had Juliet. And Juliet had a Romeo. He does say Romeo. <laughs> this time it might be more autobiographical. I think Romeo had Juliet is a little more like sort of wide eyed and like consciously romantic than this reference to Romeo, which this is a love song like you like but like you said, is also sort of like a lost love song, like a fa- like a song about the failure of love. Well of what, love. what it is, it's a it's a song about the determination to try in in love. You've got to fight to make what's right. And you've got to fight to make what's right. You've got to set it up as uh you know he says like i'm not i can't live up to this which uh you know is often a, a relatable feeling of you know mm-hmm. being like i starting something starting a relationship and realizing that you might be in over your head or uh whatever i think on the note of of this being you know a song about the reality of love lived in and informed by Lou Reed's specific experiences. There's a great line from Robert Palmer, the New York Times, who reviewed the record and gave it a different really high Robert review. Palmer. Different Robert Palmer, yeah. Check out the Jokerman Substack where Evan wrote about Robert Palmer. Um, he says, the only villain on Legendary Hearts is Lou Reed, but because he has confronted his own defects as bravely as he once confronted the decadence around him, he is also the album's hero. The two Lou Reeds have finally become one. And I think that that's a key insight and a great way to put it uh, for this entire record and for this song in particular, uh, because he's talking about, you know, speaking about how this love is doomed to fail and yet... You've got to fight to make what's right. You've got to fight to keep your legendary love, even after he himself has admitted, I'm good for just a kiss, not legendary love. Well, I think that it's, yeah, that part is him uh, giving voice to the the fear, the insecurity that I, oh, I, maybe I can't do this. Um, and we, we stay here and fight and lose another night of legendary love. Like, I, I really think it's a great, great love song. Um, the way that it acknowledges that somebody who is bad at being in a relationship it doesn't mean you don't have an idea of what it would be like to be in a good one or to be good at it it's like that line in purple mountains i want to be tantamount to cordial tantamount to good i want to 
but I don't know how to do it. Mm. Right. The determined feeling of this song to try to find a way to be that person for the sake of someone else is what makes it so powerful. And uh, I think it's one of his best, mm. period. It's a great song. Um, I love how low-key it is also, uh, coming on the heels of Blue Mask, which starts so dramatically with uh, My House, obviously, and then ends so dramatically in a different way with Heavenly Arms, which is this just, you know, the heavens opening and, you know, God's light shining down on his pure love with Sylvia. And this is just like a really... I mean, lyrically, it's a, it's a, there's a lot going on here, but musically, I think it's a really just kind of like hanging out kind of guitar song. Yeah. And I think that's a note to touch on is, you know, Lou did mix this record down. You sent me that, um, you know, series of tapes that have Quine, um, Quine's guitar a little higher up in the mix, but due to their kind of fractious relationship, Lou ultimately decided to just mix Quine out or almost out of every song on here. And so a ton of this music is completely defined even more than it is on the Blue Mask, which it already is on the Blue Mask. But so much of this this record is defined by uh, Fernando Saunders on the bass. Um, that's basically like carrying the entire melody in some of these songs, Legendary Hearts being a great example of that. It's almost like there aren't guitars, you know, um, and there are, but they're they're deep there in the background. The bass really comes to the forefront and takes control, command of a lot of this music. And it's a great bass. It sounds amazing, yeah. I think it's some of the best bass playing in rock music. Yeah, this tone that he was able to get between the Blue Mask and Legendary Hearts is just... It, it sounds like a different instrument. Exactly, yeah. Like a proprietary instrument. Because he uses it, I think, in a way uh, more similar to a guitar, uh, because it's less about a, a rhythm and more about a melody. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's so loud and high in the mix on this record in particular, it's just like, it's, it's a signature element. Something else I really love, to your point, about the way that this song is um, sonically and the, the execution is that the actual, the first thing you do here is this kind of um, new agey sounding, like spaced out, hovering. Yeah, it sounds like it's just a bass and maybe an effect on the bass, maybe some sort of synthesizer. Yeah, this very like gauzy wash of sound. Yeah. Like you're staring at the like mandala and then it's just legendary hearts. This very simple straight ahead beat. I think that there's something really genius about that, that he's integrated high drama into his own style of writing so that like you get to have both and you get the sense with that little switch at the beginning that he's really wielding it with some authority and confidence. Like that sounds like Hudson River wind meditations or something. beginning and then it's just like down to earth that tension between the ethereal and the corporeal dreams and your day-to-day grind is something that is explored all throughout the record Mm -hmm. well on that note goes right into it explores some of that more exactly on the next song uh (laughs) this sing i think the first single from the record this is a funny one to be the first single it's like two minutes long (laughs) <laughs> Don't talk to me about work. Yeah. Yeah. 
which is apparently, as far as I can tell, about uh, you know. Being being a literally an average guy. See, I'm <laughs> telling you, <laughs> just going to work and not ah, like gee, it. ah, nuts. That's this song. Um, perfect uh, day to just walk music. around, see a violent movie, check the sounds, check the sounds, and then. Uh, yeah. But even on the street, when I hear a phone ring, my heart starts to beat. It's got uh, got some of that anxiety, folks. The uh, content nausea. Uh, when I get home, I don't want you to speak. Don't talk to me about yeah. work. <laughs> he does a great move in the music video when he gets to I'm up to my eyeballs in dirt. He he brings his hands up to his face and like kind of like points to his eyes when he says I'm up to my yeah. eyeballs in dirt. Oh my As gosh. if we didn't the, hear the line. <laughs> the suit with the tie. This was almost <laughs> certainly shot like on the same day as the other one, huh? Oh, definitely. Yeah, this was this was the, both music videos were turned out in about ninety minutes. <laughs> I love them. Oh man, you watch this and you're just like, I just love him. Yeah, it's great to see. Th- like these, I think, are much more satisfying or enjoyable to me than like I love you, Suzanne, which is fun also in its own like very kitschy, campy way. But these are like not even going for that. It's just like someone was like, Lou, we got to get some videos oh, ba- out of you. Baby, <laughs> it, it is just so... Um, <laughs> There's an innocence to it. I think he actually does think like I'm an average guy and I think he actually was too. Well, I mean, he was also, you know, a, a generationally brilliant musician, uh, which, you know, that in, in and of itself makes him not an average guy. But in other ways, you know, he liked the movies. He liked riding his motorcycle. He liked having a beer and a shot every now and then. You know, that's who who among us? You know, yet it's almost like nobody believes him. So he has to make music about it. You know, we were, it's funny that we were talking about Triplicate and Shadows in the Night because, of course... Music for the man on the for street. For the man on the street. This is music by the man on the street. By the man on the street. That's right. This is The, the man on the street is like uh, given a budget and uh, a recording contract. That's Lou. You could basically call him the man on the street and be accurate in several ways at once throughout his entire life. Um, depends on what you want to take that to me. Love, love, what is it?